0: Stevens outside Screaming, you can run, but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside Hey guys, welcome back to the Tex Chris Song Massacre As promised last week We're going to be watching Return of the Living Dead Return of the Living Dead Return of the Living Danged we talked about this one a little bit on our Night of the Living Dead episode. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Night Return of Yeah, Dawn at Living. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. We've talked about this a lot. Yes, we, we have. But let's sort of the details once again. <sighs> here we go. Just so we know what we're watching. Yes. Um, this one was based on a novel by John Russo. Okay, John mm-hmm. Russo wrote a novel, Return of the Living Dead, and John Russo co-wrote Night of the Living Dead with George Orwell. They had a falling out. George Orwell could... Romero. Romero. What did I say? Orwell? God damn it. Oh, why do we do this so early in the morning? I have no idea, Chris. George A. Romero, they had a falling out, Mm -hmm. and George Romero retained the rights to do anything of the dead for some reason, Yeah. whereas John Russo got to do of the living dead. So living dead was like his property, and just of the dead was... George A. Romero's property. Yes, all starting from Night of the Living Dead. All starting from that same one, but it goes in a totally different direction. Exactly. Here. So these two guys do Night of the Living Dead, then they split. Yeah. And then we go of the dead, of the living dead, into different veins. And Not to be confused with any Italian sequels masquerading as... Those get caught up uh, in yeah. here too, and German ones. And ge- yeah, so <laughs> it's hard. But this is the first, or the second... Meh. This is the first of his series yes yes well based on the novel, on novel. But, yeah yeah Yeah. but this is where the zombies eating brains comes from this is where the brains, brains, brains. yes which i erroneously said happened in the first in the first night of the night of the living dead yes right gotcha so okay. he, reti- he retained the rights to any titles featuring living dead mm-hmm. where romero can then go create his own things which he did and did a way more respected job but this yeah. this is appreciated and loved for its camp value for its ridiculous practical effects for its over-the-topness. It's just one of those yeah. 80s fun horror movies, apparently. Yeah. And um, I think this is also um, somewhat instrumental in zombies becoming a massive um, pop phenomenon. Yeah. Was this a popular movie when it came out? Not really. It was a cult movie. <laughs> it became a cult movie. But um, the concept of zombies having like a funnier side or a, a lighter side or being a mm. camp camp movie fodder. You're saying this belongs in a tradition eventually leading to things like Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Toby Hooper was going to direct this one, but then backed out to do Life Force. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Which is a space vampire movie. Yes, I've never seen Life Force. So, you know, sometimes you got to choose between a rock and a hard place. (laughs) That's not even how that metaphor works. Not really. Uh, You have to choose between... Help me out here. What's the metaphor that fits that? You're the metaphor king. A Faberge egg. No. no, no. (laughs) (laughs) You asked. I did. Uh, The plot line for this. When two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas into the air, the vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they return they return they're living dead they're back they recently had a screening of this downtown and they had one of the main actresses come and do like A Q&A after how you know, cool really? is that that's so awesome it'd be a fun way to do it where did they screen that at the review it's mm-hmm. part of drunken yeah. cinema yeah of course of course drunken cinema yeah which is I, I did it once and i think if you're sober it's a pretty bad time yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> if you're drinking, then it's pretty good. You've known people that have gone to these? Yeah, I've heard it um be described as obnoxious until you're as drunk as the rest of the obnoxious. Oh, people. who do you who? What did they see? Which ones did? I, oh, I don't remember what movie we were talking about. Just okay, drunken cinema because they don't all just. You do, just mean in general? Yeah, they don't just do horror, right? Um, they do like all different kinds of action ones as well. Action, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like Die Hard is is on the yeah, docket soon. That's coming up as like yeah. a Christmassy one, probably. Totally, but. Yeah it's like some people are good at it in that you know they hold their alcohol and they just make a few comments during the film other people feel the need to make comments the entire film so yeah. this one guy behind me was just like talking the entire movie at the film mm-hmm. and kept res- responding to it so that was a little bit irritating and turned me off from wanting to go to more especially when i haven't seen some of these films and i want to watch them for the first time that's gonna be it, without yeah. someone screaming in my ear you need the like lines a, that are gonna happen you need like a group of 16 and all of you pretty smashed I yeah. Think. Oh, and they're there, and there's like clusters of them yeah. all throughout the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I think this will be a fun one. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, hope. It, I hope it'll be a fun one. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping for full-on, just ridiculous, goofy, bloody. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't want to take this seriously. I for want one some second. bonkers effects. Yeah, I want. I mean, I know one of the weird zombie effects. I've um, seen some images for yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. So I mean, I want a lot of weird takes on like zombies i want i hope there's some like kind of almost like um three stooges like gags mm-hmm. you know i kind of i kind of want to see some really really dumb zombies i want to i want to really laugh you know all right you better deliver return of the living dead computer <laughs> but first so chris what did uh-huh. you watch this week uh i watched a little movie from the 90s called body bags okay don't know it this is an anthology film made by John Carpenter and Toby Hooper. Oh man. So John Carpenter did two of the shorts and Toby Hooper did one of them. Whoa, cool. cool and cool, cool, they're cool. booked they're bookended and like inserted throughout with just this wraparound that is just purely comic, tongue in cheek, where John Carpenter plays uh, like a cryptkeeper like or a more mortician okay what do you call those the guys who are working in and with the bodies like yeah. autopsy of jane doe i'd say mortician mortician yeah, yeah. he's a uh, wandering around as a mortician and he just keeps looking at kind of different dead bodies he's making terrible jokes to the camera talking <laughs> to us the audience he's in like crazy even older makeup that he's wearing <laughs> and he's just going to bodies like how did this one die and then each body is telling a story that ah. becomes one of the shorts oh that's good and it's three shorts and it is just a perfect or it's like 93 i think 1993 I don't think I said 90 before but it's like a perfect um blend of horror and comedy where the jokes are corny but in the self-aware fun way it's not too stupid it's just they're three really fun interesting shorts Whoa. full of cameos and familiar faces Oh well, shit was should, like should have done that instead of creep show we should it was a better anthology than creep show god damn it. way better <laughs> um and just like like west craven shows up at one point sam raimi shows up at one point holy like, shit it just seems like horror horror friends just coming together the masters of horror just to do like a couple fun short ones and knock them out dude i love that and i'm so sad that like i haven't heard more people talk about this one this i've never yeah i've never heard of it yeah carpenter does two of them one that just kind of takes place entirely at a gas station. One that is about a miracle hair growth formula that just gets <laughs> so I mean strongly reminds you. Uh, I see your Stephen brain King. ticking <laughs> on the Stephen King one in creep show. Ah uh, yes. This is the point where Chris can see right into my head. And then the third one is which is directed by Toby Hooper, stars Mark Hamill as a mm-hmm. guy who gets like an eye transplant. So this is like a la VHS. A la VHS, but way before gets like an eye transplant that may have some sinister side effects. Huh. I'm imagining that shot where um, Adam Wingard like looks in the mirror and Mm -hmm. you see his like slightly robotic eye, but it's Mark Hamill and he's got a a huge camera prosthetic on the (laughs) side of his head. I can see again. Covered like paper mache. (laughs) He's like, oh my God, you don't even notice it. (laughs) That giant camera rig attached to your head. Oh yeah. We don't see it at all, buddy. (laughs) Keep playing those self Jedi mind tricks. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean that was that was a delightful. It was good mid '90s surprise, um, and I cannot wait to rewatch it. And maybe we should do it here. Uh, I think we should. My mm-hmm. vote is yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I mean, I'm always down, as listeners may know, for um, an anthology, good old fashioned anthology. If people know one thing about you, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, um, the last anthology we watched I feel a little bit let down by I same here So I would really like to watch one especially if it stinks of like horror icons like that's the best man It is it is a lot of familiar faces a lot of a lot of good laughs and just an enjoyable time overall shit, man I, I'm i sad. They didn't make more. I'm like this is ripe for a TV series like this would be great It's essentially his version on like tales of the crypt like yeah. where he is the crypt keeper I think and every, every like classic horror director or just someone who's big into the horror genre should just do an anthology yeah well i've been trying to go through some of the masters of horror which is 2005 2006 Mm -hmm. the h or is it amc or hbo um anthology Mm -hmm. series where all these directors got together and did just one hour horror movies that's yeah stuff like that i guess yeah so i've been watching some of those that was that show created by mick garris Mm -hmm. and like the don coscarelli one i thought was terrible the John Carpenter one I thought was pretty bad. They're all shot like like they look like they're um, like an early 2000s soap opera type thing. Like the way uh, that's what, I sent you a clip of Norman Reedus in one of them. Yes, you that's did. That's what that was from. Little baby Reedus. Yeah, oh, it was from one okay. of the John Carpenter ones there in Masters of Horror in a Masters of Horror episode called Cigarette Burns, which was also oh. by John Carpenter. But it's the way that they're filmed and shot. I don't know if they just like use the same crew and rotated directors because there was visually a lot of similarities between the two episodes I saw they must they just look like kind of after school specials or like straight to TV movies lifetime movies they didn't look that compelling Um, they weren't like some of the concepts were okay but it just did not feel great execution wise and that was Mm -hmm. a bit of a letdown okay So watch Body Bags and let me know what are the best episodes of Masters of Horror are because I haven't seen a good episode yet. That's how I'm going to go through it. Just like what I did with Black Mirror. I'm like, just give me like the top five. Yeah. And I'll choose the one that sounds coolest. Exactly. And even that you want to ask a few people because it's subjective what... Oh, which the, episodes people like? Mess the internet, and just yeah. like get a few lists, layer them, whichever stuff repeats, or, exactly. or again sounds cool. Because if they're like these are the top three Black Mirror episodes, like they're probably not choosing you know two really really shitty ones, and just, right? You know, it's probably going to be good. Even that being said, my favorite Black Mirror is probably the horror one, Playtest. Yeah, mine too. So good, holy that's, shit! That's my favorite so far. Yeah. yeah, that's that is just a testament to us as horror fans, because I feel like mm. that's not near the top on a lot of lists. I, I, I've seen I, it at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not really like a lot of other Black Mirror. No. I mean, it's got, I mean, Black Mirror is just like viciously sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. A yeah. few, a few little sprinkles of optimism, yeah. like they throw in one every night, you know, every, you watch like seven <laughs> horrible beat you down, we're all fucked ones. Yeah. And then one little, you know, things, things are okay and we still have each other or something like a San Junipero. Sure. Is gonna be yeah, okay. The, so yeah, they give you a or little hope. shut up hope, and dance. A little hope for, yeah, moving forward, but for the most part. I mean, at least for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you start looking for just the best episodes, there's no happiness. No. Oh, no, sir. Not Shut Up and Dance. What's the one where they're um, they're rating each other in the dating app? Oh, shit. That one. Yeah. Um... And they're just like, oh, we matched 99.8 because 998 times we ended up together in all these. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Anyways, yeah, from the latest season. So anyways that's like three scare and tells in one Dave <laughs> what did you watch this week for I, scare and tell I think we're good we don't need to do mine I watched The Cured on Netflix oh awesome man yeah. this is one that um I almost saw at TIFF this year yeah because it was there and we just prioritized other things yeah so uh and, you, yeah how was it it was really really good Ellen Page zombies yes. after the cures all settled and you now people it. are starting to uh yeah twitch out again Sort of, actually, um, it, it, and it's very Irish. It takes place in Ireland. So there's, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does she have an uh, Irish accent? No, in? she's like um, she's a, uh, on a visa there from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And because of this thing that happened, she's not. She hasn't been able to go home for like five or six years. Um, but she has a she has a little son, so she's taking care of him. Mm. Um, but her husband died in the in, oh. in the zombie thing, and it, just her brother in law mm-hmm. is the main dude. Gotcha. And so what happens is, um, Ireland was hit worst by this thing. Most places around the world were able to largely contain it, but in Ireland, people kept getting out. It it ran for a very long time, um, before a cure came in and just like walking dead, uh, like five or six years. No, I mean like walking dead just keeps going on and on and no one oh. can find a way to stop it right yeah <laughs> the actual show the not the zombie show not yeah. the zombie logic in the show <laughs> just like the walking dead we can't stop it we every time stop we that think TV it's show. dead it stands it keeps up again coming back <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so they uh, after many years they're finally able to like corral and stop this thing and introduce to cure um 25 of infected are resistant to it mm-hmm. and the other 75 percent are cured but the problem is that when you're infected with this zombie virus you're first of all they're fast they run um and second of all damn you, it you remember everything you did even though you're a zombie you have full when you brain. get cured you remember everything that happened oh shit yeah that's a darkness yeah and so like um basically what the movie's about is about the civil unrest, about the cured being reintroduced into like the population Mm. and how like they think they could reoccur. They think that they were in control, even though they know better, like about the divide in society about that. I know you, you killed my entire family. I watched you do it. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the drama in the movie is, um, there are the 25% that are called the resistant and they're still infected in like holding cells and stuff So there's like some thousand of them that they're still working on a cure and there's a doctor who's getting very very close To curing one patient who you find out is important to her nearing the end of the movie mm-hmm. um, but so the a Cool little zombie logic thing in it is that infected or the resistant the ones who are resistant to the cure that they made Don't recognize the cured as prey they recognize them as infected oh shit That's so, they, so nice yeah so they won't attack each other or basically like cured people in a circumstance that they were in in front of an infected person the infection having been quashed at this point so um, so people who were who the cure did work on would you say the 75 or 25 75 75 they can walk freely among the zombies the zombies are not a threat to them yes although zombies only exist in like some thousand of them in holding cells while the irish government is basically trying to find a cure while society wants them put out like just euthanized yeah. so that there, there can't be another infection outbreak yeah so but then the um, the cured the 75% of the people who were captured and then cured of the disease are, are a little more sympathetic to the resistant so like yeah, they're like we've we can empathize. Yeah. We we remember what it was yeah. like to be in that state yeah. and come out of it. And you come back from it. Like these are alive people that have a disease for sure, and a disease that you're scared of, but it's like someone with like leprosy or something infectious being put out of their misery to not infect others. You know, as someone who doesn't like zombie movies because I feel like they just run over the same territory over and over again, this genuinely sounds like it's a an interesting new direction. Yes, yeah, so um it is Barely a zombie movie. Mm. It is so much more about, um, like, there's little flyers and stuff all over the walls about like, are you suffering from PTSD? Are you a cured? Um, right. The, we can talk. Like, there's all like how society has changed to like mm. let them in. Like the version of like you know bigoted people who are like attacking or who hate them. Um, there's a guy who was a lawyer, but now he has to like work as a cleaner because he was infected. Oh my god. Yeah And dude, the, this is great. This is like this is what horror does It yeah. takes like these age-old kind of subgenres mm-hmm. and it adapts them to current social political commentary And that's what it sounds yeah. like this is doing in a it, exactly. impressive way exactly dude. It is so good for that that metaphor that they make, you mm. know And um also just watching this guy like having these nightmares And so you're seeing him in his feral state. Oh my god and you know the people who he knows versus like the people who he killed, and like he's got some secrets. And it is a tale about people and like you know, forgiveness, and it's got a fucking stunning ending. So you liked it a lot? I loved it. Great. I loved it. It was exactly what you said. It's a take on zombies that I've never seen before, one that I'm fascinated by, like curing or preventing people from reinfection, changes the landscape of zombies. Go a step further. We don't care about the zombie apocalypse at this point. We've (laughs) seen every possible iteration of the zombie apocalypse. Let's go further with the narrative. Yes. We've seen the inception event. We've seen, you know, the apocalypse. Mm Mm-hmm it is great to see humanity survive this. We contained it and we got through it. And here's the fallout from that. It's not just everyone in the world is dead, but rather there is a new source of tension. That's with great, living man. People. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that, that one's good. Cause it, it did look kind of iffy to me, I mm-hmm. guess because I am like, Oh, what like zombies. Oh, yeah. Ellen page. Hasn't really had a good track record lately for choosing good movies. Dude. It is so good. It's worth everyone's time. Even if you don't like zombies, it great. is a great, great story. Wow. great performances. Well who, who shot, else is in it? Any familiar faces? Uh not that I know of. No. There there may be some, like but it's all Irish actors in Ellen Page. Right. Yeah. It's it's a really really great movie. I would highly recommend anybody. Um it's on Netflix, so It's on your TVs. Just go fucking just watch just it. Just click it. Yeah. Stop listening to this episode. Wait, no. Keep listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Then uh, So top it. top 10 this year maybe for you? I don't know about that. Okay. Oh, but okay. it is very good, yeah, definitely in the vein of uh, best, prospect. Best zombie movie this year, or would you put Cargo ahead of it? It's a hard better choice. Better than Cargo. It's better but, than Cargo. Yeah, but cool. the thing is, it's so much less of a zombie movie, right? You know, and, and that def- just adds yeah. the appeal even more. For uh, me. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you'll fucking love it, dude. And Ellen Page knocks it out of the park. Great, yeah. yeah. She's she's when she's good, she's good, mm-hmm. and she's good in this one. This day Crispy. Separated head to head. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I won't make that sound of that uh, recording. Maybe we'll just do that sound every time. Yeah, <laughs> shing. We'll see. Swing. One uh, of us says severed head edition. And the other goes shing. <laughs> okay, I like that. Okay. Like we said last week, because we're on year three of this podcast, we this Dave and Christry, which used to be a look back on what we watched one year ago today, is now a look back at what we watched on this Dave (laughs) last year and the year before, and then deciding which one do we kill out of those two. Yeah, which which one loses its head? Yeah. So, speaking of heads, we watched Pumpkinhead. We awesome. We last year. Yeah. Uh, And then two years ago today we watched don't breathe that wow so i mean these are two very different movies that we have to choose one to cut the head off of don't breathe and pumpkin head let's just let's just think about this for a second you know yeah okay so one one very slight problem that's i think more just for the two of us is yeah. like i think back to the episodes and i know that like the first couple few of our episodes didn't like weren't didn't sound as good as but, some later ones but this isn't about the episode i know quality. it's i, I, it's I about worry the movie if you you know had both movies in front of you and you had to literally cut the head off of one of them which one which one are you killing what does the metaphor (laughs) for cutting the head off of a movie mean uh just just like killing it really it's gone draining its lifeblood and it can no longer function okay as in you can't watch it okay so that movie's gone from my life yeah i have removed its head yeah it's harsh barley i know oh god um pumpkin head i'm chopping Pumpkinhead or Don't Breathe? Oh, God, this is. It's hard. This is very Because they're so one. different. I don't want either of them to get chopped. But, I mean, I think. I th- i do really think. Ah, Pumpkinhead's I don't, a classic. I don't like this. Like, Pumpkinhead's is just such a great late 80s classic, of which there's a lot of. But Don't Breathe is also like a great mid 20 teens classic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just perfectly captures that kind of. Tense, high octane yeah. really exciting every time now i think of about a quiet place i just want to watch don't breathe instead because totally. i think it's like a better more effective take on that that's trope. it and we got we got several movies after don't breathe that we're dealing with like mm-hmm. silence in different ways for different reasons and, and don't breathe nailed it it's that old guy in don't breathe the guy who plays Michael Myers in Halloween. Oh shit! I don't know. Don't they look the same? Like they the do. white beard. And... They do. But I mean, I guess an old scary man's an old scary man. Yeah. No, I think don't. I think I think I'm also going to kill Pumpkinhead because I, I feel like Don't Breathe is just so so yeah. good and effective. And when you see the semen drip out of that thing, like it's such a climax in that movie. Yeah. The, yeah. the turkey baster. Oh god. Yeah. If you ask us on another day, we might say something else. But today, we are executing Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is chopped. Goodbye. <laughs> Pumpkinhead's head is rolling. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pumpkinhead's head's heads heads rolling. rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we did it. Right. That one hurt. That was tough. This is bad. This, this is a bad segment. This is going to be a hard. I mean, some weeks are just going to be yeah. so clear. It's going like to feel vin- like vindication some weeks for movies we didn't like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going <laughs> to chop the shit out of those ones. We're going to piss on its corpse and <laughs> stomp its head. Oh, God, no. Jesus, Chris. Chris. I'm sorry. I got some angst ang built up in me. Apparently. We need to release it on a pumpkin. And it felt safe because Pumpkinhead's just a, a creature. Yeah. And um, I didn't see Pumpkinhead in the day. You know, I'm sure some others would make a different call. Oh, like in uh, the 80s when it came out. Yeah. Right. We very much watched it during the day. Are you sure? We rarely watch movies at night. We watch Uh Demons at night. And every Uh theatrical release. And all theater (laughs) movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. We've remarked on this before in the podcast, but as horror podcasters, we watch a surprisingly low amount of horror movies in the dark at night. Yeah. Almost none. It probably would help, but you know, we have, we have things to do at night. Yeah. And nah. We got ourselves into a good place. Yeah, we We got got a cave. I got a little pillow up in the window to darken it up, like maybe 10%. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty dark. (laughs) remember when we watched Antichrist and I just like blacked out everything. I'm like, we've got to make this. Yeah. We've got to make this. You were like on like cereal boxes in the windows and stuff, just anything. (laughs) It doesn't seem very effective. (laughs) Just (laughs) Just like you're just Tetrising anything you could to build a wall in front of each window. Absolutely. I remember those days back before Trevor broke the couch. and And we had this much comfier couch. Yeah, we were watching the smaller TV, little room. Yeah, this is better, but we need a bigger TV. I was seeing that watching the last movie. I think about it a lot, but the last movie, I'm like, yeah. this would be better if it was bigger. I agree with that. Let's say we watch a movie. Alrighty. That's how I say alright, usually. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's about that time. I think we said all the stuff we need to say, so let's do a cheers. And then hit play on Return of the Living Dead. Cheers. 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 well just finished the movie uh yeah just ended just now and then got to watch a little highlight reel of the movie love that yeah that's the best recap all your favorite moments yeah not in order for some reason i think they were pretty much in order they were bouncing no they were showing right the cops one was very early on and they were also just showing them like coughing from having just ingested it well after like the head getting knocked off of the main one strange choice they bounce them around very strange choice yeah yeah that was return of the living dead Written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, which we did not mention at the top. No, we didn't. Co-writer of Alien. Alien. <laughs> Alien, Life Force, Star... Dark Star. Dark Star. Yeah, which he did with John Carpenter. That's like one of their first things. It's a very fun, weird movie. It's pretty cool. It's Great. it's like... The way I've described it before is it's like... um You can see all the like seeds of greatness that John Carpenter would later become uh, like, yeah, cer- yeah certain shots are like incredibly well shot and you can see like these ideas for suspense building but then the rest of it is like clearly college student stoner comedy <laughs> sure okay to mixed results all so right. it's all of those things in one definitely That's, worth checking out but that, i mean it's fucking weird kind of fits with this one too like a little teenage dorky comedy yeah it's mm. am, it's amazing to think that alien came from the same person the dark star and return of the living dead and life force i mean if this is incredibly industrial so it had a lot in common with like the look of alien i mean not that that's something that necessarily you'd uh, wait what the spell it out for me like the warehouse that they're in um just most of the buildings that they're in they're like Chains and just like mm. metal ladders and grates and stuff, and that was like the uh, like opening cinematic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. it. Felt that way to me. Just like con- they're all constantly just like dripping with per- perspiration, and there is they have a similar. Interestingly look. Interestingly, some and not others. Did yeah, you like there's some <laughs> scenes where one character would just be like just oozing sweat, and the next one yeah. is just dry, like awkwardly catches the eye. Like, yeah. why are you so fucking wet? It's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then others look like they're bone dry from like having like a powdery makeup on them too Uh uh-huh like yeah it's it's all over the map in this one in every possible way and like really exciting setup i love when it's just a group of misfits (laughs) just a weird strange clearly like going as far as they can to let's make all of them as like idiosyncratic as possible like we'll have this one be like the crazy piercing one this one the dyed hair one <laughs> yeah this one is like the inexplicable preppy kid who's just hanging out with them yeah what was that it's, it's just um, inexplicable gang. preppy kid is right yeah but yeah. then there was like kind of like a preppy ish road- girl as well like they just yeah. wanted to got a road warrior looking guy who survived most of the way with the sledgehammer totally with lots of chains all over him yeah really like, that's that was when the movie was at its best when it would just have these hilarious comments that they, they would make on their own (laughs) by themselves just to really kind of capture that, teenage frame of mind nobody understands me nobody gets it these clothes are just like they're part of who i am like You think this like is that. a costume yeah. this is a way of life like they're all <laughs> supposed to be hanging out partying and he is like pissed off at something else that happened earlier that day yeah. or something so some, like not he's not present and with it, his friends and enjoying his night he's angry at the world yeah he's uh, you just, guys yeah. just make me drive you everywhere what's going on no one understands yeah just no r- specific reason, but he's super anxious and great. uncomfortable. And the other girl's like, I just want a bunch of old men to eat me and that's how yeah. I want to die. Too. And then she take off down clothes and just starts dancing like oh she's doing it again yeah and that, that was the best way yeah. he's like oh, she's naked again and then just two of them assume the responsibilities of lighting like, <laughs> like lighting her stage while she's dancing on one of the graves yeah. all that stuff is very fun and weird and wacky mm-hmm. and is like it gets me very excited out the gate for what this movie is yeah. going to be and, and that they like um, they don't know what to do so like ah oh, let's just hang out in the cemetery let's go to the cemetery so I he love just that. gets a hammer and just breaks the shit out of the lock and in they go sure Sure does. Like that's like you do that's what you do when you're a teenager or a 25 year old playing a teenager apparently (laughs) you just (laughs) i see you going to a a cemetery but i don't see you getting a hammer and breaking the fucking chain off the place yeah so that's all great and then even like the their friend who is doing a training shift at that place Mm -hmm. that whole situation is just so strange and weird and the adults are so freaking weird yeah in that world like the way they talk to each other and talk to him it's kind of like sleepaway camp and they're just like this weird heightened version of adults and like the one the main guy who's trying to like cover this whole thing up which is apparently the most important thing in the world bert bert just making sure that no one ever finds out that the the a body was reanimated he goes to ex- such extreme lengths but he's also don't constantly wanna, don't want to compromise your business uh, of course even to your own death it's fine just yep. don't let your business be compromised until eventually, like a tipping point near the end of the movie he's like mm. Yeah, let's he's call like someone. i gonna call this in it's this <laughs> yeah. is, is starting to get a little out of control i think this is just outside of my control at this point so yeah let's call it in but he's like talking really fast and uh he's very like i don't know he seems kind of crazy to me and like a loose cannon kind of like the yeah. the main counselor dude from sleepaway camp they seem both adults seem and the kid who's training there mm. seem fully inadequate for this kind of level of responsibility yeah. and care that they need to totally this is an irrelevant medical like storage place like the guy the the mortician that they have on staff just has a gun at the ready at all times like danny devito and sunny just in case just like uh, the door opens he pulls it names it <laughs> you know he's ready to kill people at, I'd, be a, I'd be a little edgy if i was around dead bodies all the time if you're a little edgy and you carry a gun around maybe you shouldn't be you the probably mortician. shouldn't be there <laughs> but if it is um you could deal with it pretty easily you've got all the stuff right there sure i guess it does make sense yeah but he seemed the most kind of level out yeah. of all of them. It's like, oh, this this job requires a degree <laughs> to, like, actually have. Where the other two just, like, ship skeletons and half dogs to yeah. various places around the world. Yeah. It, it doesn't... What their job is doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense to but me. But it makes sense when they hire that, like, doofus airhead kid mm-hmm. to train under. He's, like, He's just one of them, just slightly younger. Yeah. I love it. And why he would instantly, like, you know, after... I don't know. Seven minutes on the job, expose this crazy ass secret that they've got there. Yeah, in the basement. He's just kind of bored and annoyed. He's yeah. like, "What's the weirdest thing you ever saw?" Uh, He's like, "Military zombies." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these crazy uh canisters of military corpses. We don't know what they are. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. You want to see? <laughs> that's it's insane. Yep, solid but, government weapon though. You unleash yeah. a couple of those on the yeah. country, and boom. Yeah, and then he just calls Doug, the owner of the place. And just goes like, hey, remember those things that we've had for like 20 years? Bert. Sorry. Bert. (laughs) Calls Bert. Remember those things? I did. I opened them. They broke open. Why are you fucking around with that shit? Yeah. And we're sick now. And it's a big to-do. But then like, so it's all, all of that is okay. Kind of on paper and for a lot of the start it's it's really good the way that's setting up it's a consistent tone but then some of the acting like really kind of shifts and maybe they were just having too good of a time but there's a lot of like one scene in particular we were noticing how close some of the actors look like they were to breaking the laughing yeah yeah which compromises kind of the camp effectiveness a little bit if they're not buying into it yeah there's a moment where the mortician he's like what's in there anyway like rabid weasels and he's like, "Why are you bringing a bunch of rabbit weasels in that, here?" That that whole scene with the garbage bags <laughs> on the ground—they yeah. just—they look like they cannot keep a straight face. Yeah, they're just so close to laughing at all times. Yeah, which is kind of fun if it's an yeah. SNL sketch, but if it's a movie that I want to yeah. like invest in, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't cut into a scene of someone talking on the phone and the other guy in the corner having like a smirk that he's trying really hard to cover up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just weird, a little distracting. Yeah, and that was just one way in which I felt the kind of comedy was a little bit inconsistent across, mm-hmm. like, in, in some of the... I found it, like, the delivery was subtle. Like, I mean, sometimes it's just a big, goofy, like, mm-hmm. what's this? Mah! Like, kind of joke. But then, for the most part, like i wasn't really laughing until just it was actually a very very silly looking moment you know Mm -hmm. like the bit that they built of like the zombies calling in more um okay that that is hilarious (laughs) that's very i love that idea and i kind of love that about these zombies is that they are intelligent they're just their number one priority is we need brains we're in pain yeah and nothing else fucking matters like my former girlfriend i i just need to eat her brains that is more important than yeah anything else even though i'm fully aware of who she is who i am yeah it was it was an interesting (laughs) take like a legitimately interesting take yeah it is and then the fact that they can then coordinate and organize in order to get maximum brains for all of them yeah well they'll get one to dress up pretend to be a cop Signal yeah. the cars forward and then the rest will run in. <laughs> like, I want to see that scene before where the sub is yeah. like, okay we all want brains. We agree, we need brains. So, and they're like, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. you got brains? No, we got brains. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll start here. You guys end there. Like, that's. That's hilarious. There's a lot of opportunities. I can fully understand why there's four sequels to this. Of course. (laughs) Because there's a lot of different ways you can go with this specific type of zombie that's unique to other portrayals of zombies. Yeah, I was getting actually like a little tired of like how they were explaining it. I'm like, I don't want to see this part. I want to see the zombies be funny and funny stuff happens. But then like I started finding myself in that scene where they had the half woman puppet zombie thing. Yeah. Um, And she's explaining that. like, hey, can you hear me? she's like yes We're like ew <laughs> it's like why do you want brains and she's like oh because they make it stop hurting it hurts so much to be dead I'm like that's weird it was almost it was almost so strange to get that much exposition that easily yeah and at that point in the but, movie but it was like a little bit they had like laid down some track for that by like the paramedics coming in and like testing out these two guys who had been gassed mm-hmm. and they're like you're at room temperature and you have no heartbeat or pulse and rigor mortis seems to be setting in. Mm-hmm. Like that was all very interesting. Like that's usually zombies, like the person dies and then they stand up, they're a zombie again. But in this, like it's sort of a gray area as they slide into the zombie side. Yeah. Cause the rigor mortis seems to disappear once they go full zombie again. Yeah, And then they're completely limber and they can run around. Apparently. Yeah. That was seeming like it was gonna be more of a problem. Like they were gonna have to stretch him or something for him to be able to, to walk around. But yeah, they just got over it. But yeah, you're you're right in that it feels like they they don't lean into the fun as much as they could, especially with the yeah. mass horde of them. It's just kind of the same bit. Like it felt like we were just straight up watching the same scene again a couple yeah. times. And in fact, we were yeah. at some moments. Yeah. But like when the second ambulance comes, that's kind of the same bit to illustrate it. Like you should just go cop Do car it. next instead of yeah. run that same thing all the way through. Like oh, didn't work that time either. It was- yeah, and when the cops finally show up, he's like, "There are two yeah. <laughs> ambulance vehicle vehicles here." We know we sat through those yeah. scenes twice. One of them, ha- one of the vehicles, has the doors left open, mm-hmm. and then it's like, "We're going to investigate now," and then they all just and rush him all- and destroy them. Yeah, yeah. So three in a row, yeah, they totally fail. Great, it but was then- great how the I just found that scene the the cadence of that scene to be very funny. It's like, hmm, what's going on here? We have two ambulances it was well delivered yeah, that was great but then at the end when we had like the full yes of course you nuke the place the ashes are just going to go even further out yeah. and then more people are going to sprout up they just showed the same cemetery and the same people coming out of them yeah. that we saw earlier yes like exactly. at least at least do slightly different ones yeah because the, then we were watching, like oh yeah these same scenes they showed before yeah it was like the skeleton that it same ended skeleton. On the freeze frame the exact same from earlier when that was a reveal yeah when the punks actually saw that come out of the ground yeah, so like a little, a little more effort at some of the things would be great, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do, I do kind of feel like they just drop, dropped the ball, or like didn't try very hard in moments. Like uh, sometimes it seems like people were delivering their lines over top of one another, mm-hmm. and like it was like half ad libbed, you know, like the things that they were saying. Right. Like, there, like there didn't seem to be any plot as far as like once once the third act began, they were just running around in the, in that building, boarding stuff up arbitrarily, you know, losing one person arbitrarily. Yeah, they, they thought a lot uh, and they put a lot of effort into just kind of the setting and the characters yeah. and how they would all tie together. That I, I did like that was satisfying. Like, okay, you have one friend who's going to be working there. They're going to be hanging yeah, out okay. at the cemetery nearby because they want to pick them up after. Mm-hmm. Like that all did really work for that me. jives, yeah. I think... Part of our problem maybe is we watched demons very early. That was one of our very first. Eighties sure. practical effects, fun. Okay. Comedy horror. You're making so a really that, good case. Right that set the bar very high for it, us in mm-hmm. terms because that movie is just perfect in terms of maintaining a consistent tone. Yeah. Amping up the big sequences as yep. you go. Yeah. Right. I didn't feel like we had very far to go once we had like kind of the zombies rushing the cars a few times. There wasn't anything kind of bigger to look forward to, and they just kept. Yeah hammering that home instead yes and then i also don't feel like they were delivering big jokes throughout it that's Mm -hmm. it it feels like neither really pays off and it ends up with i don't totally understand the layout of this building i don't understand why one room's better than another when you're yelling at each other it almost doesn't matter i could not recreate that building at all no of course not there are other like entry points like where the other two were you yeah. know, they were hiding behind, like, another door in another place? Yeah. Like, I don't where, know. I don't know where that is. And So, I mean, we were complaining last week with Exorcist about way too many establishing shots. <laughs> you need a few. Yeah, put some in there. Put Establish some, some sh- shit. Show us what, like, the layout of the land is. Yeah. Just, like, quickly. Yes, just... That would have <laughs> helped so much, dude. Just one aerial shot and just draw in some, like, mm. Sunday, night, Sunday afternoon football, like, arrows point. This yeah. is where they are. Right? You are here. Just do a couple of those. <laughs> I mean, that makes me think of... Is that... The opening of 28 weeks later where you have that amazing aerial shot of the farm mm-hmm. and then just kind of run it yeah. up to it yeah oh totally it's glorious. glorious that's one of the best yeah but i think the real high points of this were some of the costumes and practical effects mm-hmm. totally. um, especially that dude in the basement is just awesome The yeah, lanky the- motherfucker who's just kind of like swinging and swaying back and forth mm-hmm. these yep. are not zombies like we think of them at all, like these are no. very a very unique kind of zombies. They're goofy, they're limber, they're communicating. <laughs> they're um, they're a lo- almost exactly like the vision of vampires from um, the movie with Vincent Price, Last Man on Earth, I think. Okay. Which is based on I'm Legend. Mm -hmm. Um, You brought this up before? Yeah. And in fact, it's a lot closer to the story of I'm a Legend Mm -hmm. um, in the book. And um, they're vampires, but they actually walk around and they know he's in that house. So they're like calling his name at night, but they're also like kind of dumb, slow walking. They can't really hatch plans, but they can just sort of like drive the guy crazy by talking from outside. Mm. I know his name isn't Vincent, but Vincent, come out. And that is exactly how it sounds in the movie and that's the way they shamble around they've kind of torn up clothing and whatever but yeah they feel almost identical yeah and like normal humans once they become zombies in this one are just kind of running around like normal humans it was the one in the basement that felt truly unique yeah it was kind of big and he kind of like swayed strangely yeah and had like bones lining the top of his arms yeah yeah Yeah. but like more resourceful than ever like he's he's looking at the thing he's okay i'll hook that chain to that i'll crank this and that'll get her Mm -hmm. out of this thing yeah, that was cool. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to see. Yeah. It, Cause it, it's just like this desperation of, oh, I just need to get out of this pain, get brains. Other than that, I still mostly function like a normal human. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it, it's cool in the sequences where there was a person locked up with a zombie. We kind of like, you couldn't kill them. You could, he said it, you could, The you can chop it up into pieces, but then the pieces will come after you. You yeah. have to burn it up. And they don't really have a way to do that, like, controlled. That's another thing unique. Yeah. So, like, in a moment where um, I think she was locked in with her boyfriend who had just turned. Yeah. Like, the moment he turned and it did that slow motion effect as she ran away for a second. God, that's awful. Um, In that moment, it was a kind of tense scene because she had been locked in there with him. And he's talking to her, but he just, like, looks really scary. Mm-hmm. So he's like, come here. But you can tell it, the way that this thing is a zombie is his motivation is singular and violent. But it's not the way he looks and it's not the way he moves. And, in fact, he goes to the left, goes to the right, and then just hops over the pew to get at her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we are watching a zombie movie, but this isn't... He's not behaving in a zombieish way. Yeah, It's just a terrifyingly singularly motivated human who's just and, trying to get brand. It's cool. That, that is something that makes this one stand out to me totally a little I, bit that it is that is so different and it makes me curious about the sequels um especially if some of them are particularly fun like this would be a fun uh franchise to pick up like to yeah. to be like oh i want to write a new installment for this one i agree because i have a framework in which i could you know, deal with zombies in a way that I can't in any other kind of franchise. Yeah, yeah, zombies can be trivialized by their characteristics and their characteristic, characteristics being consistent. Yeah. So like, yeah, if zombies always shamble slow, if a shot to the head always kills them, if you can trust that you put an obstacle in the way that they won't be able to right. problem solve around it, there's lots of things that trivialize them in that way. There's a whole unique set of issues you have to deal with with these yeah. kind of... And I, I number one, th- how do you get rid of them? I mean... Exactly. I legitimately legitimate felt like you couldn't kill these ones and no. that they had to get away or get help of some kind. The only Yeah. The only way you can really deal with them is to contain them, is to put yeah. them in kind of eggshells. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess all you can hope for is that enough of that ash has been um contained to a certain area so that way not everyone was infected by it i yeah. mean you somewhat have a interestingly a walking dead situation too where if you breathe in enough of that stuff yourself yeah. yes it will kill you and then you will come back as one of them yep yeah exactly and yeah we don't really know how effective because they burned one body and the smoke from that reanimated an entire 100, cemetery yeah. hundred of them yeah um And it was like, she was saying it was like burning her skin. Like she was commenting how the rain was burning her skin. Yeah. And even the scientist dude at the end, he was saying over the phone to his superior, like, oh yeah, like the ash will come down. It'll be like a mild, a mild irritant to the skin, but that's it. Nothing to worry about. Uh And then they just implied, or Mm -hmm. did they? Because they were just showed the same clips from the start of the film. Yeah, But But they implied that, yes, this is going to be a much larger apocalypse now. Yes. And we, we into it, one body gets burned and it brings a hundred of them up now a hundred of them basically nuked. got nuked and burned up. The ash they show a very intentional cloud, like mushroom cloud, going up into the sky. Yeah, they do. And even the um, the shockwave, shock going yeah. through, which really on that little model they down. had like some green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's that's another um, obvious difference in the um, these early zombie movies is that the blue Romero zombie versus the living dead zombies, which are like more yellow, greenish. It it confirmed that Tom Savini had nothing to do <laughs> with this. But even. Did Tom? Yeah, Tom Savini did Dawn of the Dead as well, right? Yes. Yeah, those those motherfuckers were super yeah. blue. Yeah. So he he black and white did the first one mm-hmm. in all blue, mm-hmm. and it just it, it looked was like they were dead. Yeah, it's great. And then in color, he did them blue again. Like Tom, you like, missed um, a real key thing here. Mm, wait, are you not filming in black and white right now? <laughs> no, how Tom. Did, no. How did I miss that memo? <laughs> no. I love the thought that Tom Savini went through like most of a movie without realizing they were filming it in color. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. He, it's not in color is it yeah tom i made them blue we know tom <laughs> we're just gonna have to live with it <laughs> well can can we get that exorcist deal where we just get another four million dollars at the end no oh no Fortunately, we didn't have exorcism in the title <laughs> absolutely not tom <laughs> oh. they gave us a mall already tom no we're not getting another four million <laughs> i wonder does he do like day of the dead too like does he just keep going doing the makeup for that series I don't know. I know eventually he does his own Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I I don't... The same year as this. I have no idea if uh, in the Of the Dead franchise after Dawn, if it's Savini anymore. I kind of feel like it isn't. It brought to mind um, like faculty and body snatchers type movies when he's in the other room trying to convince his girlfriend to let him in oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah because yeah. because they have still cognitive abilities yeah. and functions just that they can as a zombie try to manipulate people to let them in places too. I, I must admit I do love that in movies when there is an evil person like it's it's as classic as it gets like an evil person trying to convince somebody a victim to let them do what they want to do to them yeah especially when you've established a bond between those two yeah. earlier and, and I love when that happens in a movie and the antagonist isn't like hiding the fact that they want to fucking kill that person mm-hmm. like come on let me eat your brains i think that hurt you wendy yeah i'm just gonna bash your brains in <laughs> exactly dude it just <laughs> i find that really <laughs> gross and creepy like the joke Yeah, it usually comes after like yeah. frustration of like a few seconds and yeah. they're not buying it and yeah. then you just kind of let all your cards show and you're like, yeah. oh no no i'm just kidding i'm just yeah. kidding yeah <laughs> no, i mean like kill you with kindness <laughs> and my gun yeah i I really enjoy that so he was doing that and we didn't see him that was a good moment where it was just a shot of the the little door to the attic that they were hiding in and he was talking over that yeah i think that was a good choice Mm -hmm. it's a creepy way to deliver that thing that i already like yeah but just overall like i I still was let down i think we both were just a little let down by this one yeah there's a moment where they're running around and one guy's weapon is a jar of acid yeah and he's holding it it reminds me of um in uh anchorman where Rick gets a hand grenade yeah. <laughs> he's just Where holding a hand grenade, hand grenade. <laughs> And he's just screaming like, ah, I'm pointing it at people. Because, <laughs> like, how do you use that as a weapon in a fight? How is this helpful? And all it, all it did was, like, blind the one yeah, dude. And he really... used all of it on that dude's face. Exactly. He's like, we don't have much there. And he kind of looks at it. He's like, yeah, well, this is sp- yeah. some special acid. And then he's just holding the jar ready to, like, splash it on <laughs> someone's face. So dangerous. <laughs> I did love the soundtrack. The soundtrack was just all punk music from the mm-hmm. 80s. Yep. That was lovely to hear. I think they could have, like, I could think they could have used it a little more. I feel like they would introduce a song, you get a 15 second demo and then it would just end you're right i it feel was, like it could it have played over, over top of some like montage shots mm-hmm. of them like doing boarding up doors and stuff the music should have like continued over it but it there was there was some of that but a yeah, little bit it could have been it could have been heavy more more so hundred. many great i mean that's when it started yeah and they didn't continue you know? and that's what, like the ranger is so good for that they have so yeah, much okay. punk music in that but this, this this like it teased it a little bit and you're right it didn't go as far as it could but at least it was there for a lot of it totally and I, I think i appreciate it more than i Mm -hmm. more than I don't. But when you're longing for more, that's not necessarily a big criticism. Yeah. But uh, I think that this movie, while I don't think it entertains on its own, I think in the conversation of zombies, and I'm talking about um, the one earlier, the cured, Mm -hmm. you know, showing zombies in a different way does hold up. Like that is an interesting thing to watch because of how saturated we are with zombie shit that I can find fascination in just presenting them in a different way. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like we've arrived at with this conversation. Yeah. Um, so the conversation has been good about its significance, but the experience of it maybe yeah. was a little less than that. Yeah, and, and maybe it does make me a little more curious than usual for sequels to see what they do with... Yeah. You know. But some some people love this one. Sorry, Greg, I'm not as big a fan. Yeah, it's not my number one, but like I, like I've been saying, I do appreciate it. Didn't yeah. appreciate what they were introducing and i'm curious if someone can point us in the direction of maybe maybe the best sequel like totally. if there's a i mean i think the third or fourth one is called rave to the grave i have seen rave to the grave okay what yeah. do you remember do you remember this one did you watch this one i do yeah i remember bits and pieces but i remember grave rave to the grave more okay interesting. I've seen it more recently <laughs> and it's considerably worse oh it's okay yeah <laughs> that's too bad yeah so so maybe this is as exciting as Maybe franchise it is. has gotten but it is worth putting that call arms out like if there is the quintessential one even if it is rave for the grapes, let, let us know. know send a message mm-hmm. follow us on twitter follow us on instagram comment on our shit follow us home don't follow us home don't do that leave a review on itunes that's all we ask for yeah. leave a hand on our porch don't don't listen to anything davis uh, am i that's doing this ridiculous right? <laughs> we gotta get better at this promo stuff and less <laughs> less inviting of stalkers oh sorry yeah. I always think those two things are the same. Sometimes. Great. That's a wrap on that. Um, let's tease what we're watching next week. An, An American, American Werewolf, werewolf in, in Paris. London. London. Just kidding. Although Paris was one I was first aware of. Oh, really? American Werewolf in Paris. Of course. This is the first thing you heard about. Of course. That one came out when I was 13 or 14. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Ride Release. Julie Delpy. Wow. Thomas no. Everett Scott. That did not get into my sphere. I don't even know if that's his actual name. Sounds right. <laughs> So watch that movie and enjoy our conversation Yeah, so next week, American Werewolf in London Woo, fucking who? Well everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Text Chris Dave Saw Massacre Fun Zombie Edition I'm Chris Vandenberg I'm Dave Stombra And like we always say Chaos reigns, chaos reigns Chaos reigns, chaos reigns No one understands me Chaos reigns Like that punk said. (laughs) See you guys next week. Bye.